You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Welcome to another episode of Hive Hoops. I am your host, Joshua Balta, and we're being joined today by Carter Vaughn of Carter Cast. Uh, he is a also a contributor here at Hornets League. We are so blessed and thankful and all of the things to have him uh, here at Hornets uh, League. Um, but more so, he's better known for his, his hosting abilities at CarterCast. How you doing, man? Great to be on, Josh. Thank you for having me on, man. I've been listening to Hive Hoops. You do a f- phenomenal job on here. Uh, I'm I'm just super excited to talk some Hornets basketball. Not many people want to talk about the Hornets, man. You just said excited <laughs> and Hornets basketball in the same sentence, man. You might be the first person to say that all week. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, thank you for the uh, for all the love. Uh, you didn't have to do all that, but thank you anyways. Uh, hey. We're going to get to a few things today. We're going to talk about which direction the Hornets should go. Uh, We're also going to uh, basically talk about what is a reason maybe why um, you should watch Charlotte Hornets basketball for all the listeners out there. Maybe what is that thing that is holding us in and giving us a little bit of hope uh, during these times? Also, where's the balance between, you know, when to bring LaMelo back? Do you want to bring him back at all? Do you want to kind of save him? Do you want, the, but then at the same time, wasted season? We'll get to that in a little bit. We're also going to do a little over under. Uh, just reset, look at the Hornet season, where we are, things like that. But we're going to start. We're 33% of the way in, a third of the way into the season. The Hornets are 7 20. They are in the cellar, not technically. They're next to last in the cellar. The second worst record in all of the NBA. We've seen where the Hornets are at this point. Carter, which direction should this team go for the rest of the season? Josh, you are crazy if you're listening to this right now and you think we should be going for the playoffs or anything. The Tankathon is on. Tank for Wemby is on. Start the hashtag. Start the trends on TikTok. All social media. We need to... uh, the number one thing we need to be looking at is one number, 14%. 14% chance to get Victor Wanbanyama and save this franchise once and for all. We have had the worst luck when it comes to the NBA lottery. We get screwed year after year. It's, honey, wake up. It's time to have the 11th pick again every single year. Charlotte sports are doomed to mediocrity. This 14% chance to get Victor Wanbanyama is our only chance to break that mediocrity. I'm all in on the tankathon. Watch the season, just get it done. I'm done. I'm done. I, it's it's brutal, Josh. It's brutal. I know we're watching all these games, and it's it's honestly a chore at this point watching these games. If if you say otherwise, watch another team and see how they play. I'm watching the Sacramento freaking Kings on the other hand on League Pass, and I'm having a blast. I'm watching this Hornets team just blowing my brains out because it's so 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 just excruciatingly boring. You just also, man, you've come on this podcast and in the first just three minutes, you've said things that no one's ever heard, or at least that we haven't heard in a long time. You said exciting and hornets in the same (laughs) sentence. 
then you said having a blast and kings in the same sentence. <laughs> and you really coming on, you throwing some haymakers, dropping some like out of this world bombs on us, things that people haven't heard in decades. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. I, I I really do. So you are all in on the 14%. A thousand percent. I don't know how you can't be. I just don't think this, the way the injuries have gone and how, you know, we don't know what the real status is of LaMelo and Gordon Hayward's just a mystery in itself. The Miles Bridges situation, I don't, I'm I'm not going to get into it. I don't think anybody should, but who knows what's going on there? What's the deal there? Just, just let the season go away. Just wash it. Tank for the 14%. I think we have a higher percentage chance of getting Victor Wanbanyama than we do of actually making the play in. I think it's around 14% either way you look at it. And I would rather go for the home run and swing for the franchise-changing player. And even if we don't get Victor Wimbanyama, Scoot Henderson is not a bad consolation prize. I really don't think it's as bad as Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. I think it's a lot closer than that, but there is a difference there. Hey, that's a good point. The 14 and 14% make the play in, you know, tank for Vic. I mean... That's a really good point. Where we're at, what we're looking, man, 14% either way, which one's better? Hey, before LaMelo went out again and Dennis Smith Jr. went out again and Gordon Hayward went out again, there's a lot of agains there. I was against, personally. I've said it from... The pod, I've said it here at Hive Hoops. I've said it from the Hornets lead account. I've said it from my personal account. I've said it a lot of places. I was against the tank because that 14% really wasn't moving me. Because we've seen in recent years and recent memory how that really didn't work out. I think the Pelicans had the eighth or ninth best odds when they moved all the way up and got Zion. Like those things happen. And so I was against it. I thought this team was going to was going to be, just frankly, too good to be dwindling down at the bottom of, you know, the league and things like that, barring injuries. But then, of course, that's what we've seen. And then now when I when when you just take a step back, really, you ain't even got to take a step back. You're in it. You can see that's really that's really all there is to do at this point. And Personally, maybe I'm wrong, and you tell me. I don't think the Hornets have another op- – like, they can't win games with the product that they currently have, so it's not like this team is actively ha- – they don't have to actively do anything. That Like, the tank is coming. It's here. There's nothing the Hornets can do to stop it at this point outside of becoming healthy and then chasing wins, but then at that point, they're just too far behind. And so – I don't know if you differ with me there or not. I don't think you will, but maybe you tell me. But the Hornets don't actively have to do anything. They just have to be what they are currently. Absolutely. You nailed it on the head there, too. And I think this is a chance to actually develop some of these young guys like Kai Jones. Get these guys some minutes. Like, why not? Who are you hurting? There's, I mean, Mason Plumlee's not the future. Kai Jones can be the future. Why not play Kai Jones more? Take some more risks. Throw. Some, I, I don't understand why we're not taking more risks. Let's play run and gun. Let's try something different because obviously what we're doing isn't working. And you mentioned, too, that you thought we were going to be too good for 
uh, being a tank team, it's clearly gone the other way. Yeah. It's clearly gone the other way, and you just have to accept the tank. Just accept it. And this is not any. This is not um, a slide on Steve Clifford. Not at all. I, he's he was dealt a bad hand. He came into a insane situation. They had so many arrests and sprained ankle, like nothing he could have done to save the situation. But he's they got to accept the tank. I know we'll get into Steve Clifford a little bit later, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's, I don't think there's any other direction for this team to go. So. With what you just said, with the young guys, developing them, getting them minutes, things of that nature, would you say that that would be one of the reasons why we should continue watching this Hornets team for the remainder of the season? Yes, and also that we're just stupid, diehard, loyal Hornets fans. I mean, if there any wise girlfriends, girls are out there listening, you're not going to find a lo- more loyal person than a Hornets slash Bobcats fan. You're not. We've been through hell. We've been through the ringer. We've been beaten up, cheated on, you name it. It's happened to us. We're going to still be there. We're going to sit our dumb self on that couch on a Tuesday night against San Antonio, sitting there thinking, you know what? This team's not that bad. I really think Kelly Oubre could put it on tonight. (laughs) That's so true. It's so true. We are so dedicated. Nobody loves (laughs) their team as much as Charlotte Hornets fans. I just wish the team loved us back as much as we love them. And it just hasn't happened. And you are right. Um, I want to disagree with you a little bit on here because I really <laughs> like arguing with people. I, I I feel like I know I've been writing. We'll, get, we'll, do, we'll disagree on some stuff later. Don't you? Okay, worry. good, 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 good. Because I feel like one of my things I've been writing solo on a lot of these episodes and I've just been really wanting to just like argue with people and go back mm-hmm. and you know, do the whole thing. But I'm just agreeing with you right here because, <laughs> yeah, you want to get the young guys out at this point. You want to get them minutes. Um on one hand, that makes me want to watch this team. On the other hand, it makes me not want to watch this team because I know there's going to be some really bad basketball if that happens. Mm-hmm. Because like these guys still got to learn. They got to get through those 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 humps and they got to hit some milestones, but along the way there's going to be some ugly basketball in between. And so maybe some people would argue that's a reason not to watch this team. Not us. Because we are those diehard, loyal fans that love this team. And like you said, we're going to be watching on a weekday game when they are playing the Detroit Pistons like we will in two days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's just what we do. It's what we do. We're loyal. We love this team. We're going to ride with them through it all. So, yes, I agree with you there. (laughs) Um, Basically, one of my concerns with where this team is, LaMelo Ball. At this point of the season, we all feel like it's pretty much lost. Outside of maybe that locker room, and I'd question if even they believe at this point. And so... When it comes to LaMelo Ball, Hornets are 7 and 20, second worst record in the NBA, have to play huge catch up for the rest of the season to even become relevant. What is the balance of being careful with bringing LaMelo back 
and then also wanting him to get some run so that his third season isn't just a complete waste, but then also not trying to risk a bigger injury with our sights set on the 2023-2024 campaign. Where's that balance? It's it's hard. The thing is, take no risks. I'm sure he, he probably is healthy enough to play right now. Don't bring him back. Just take as much time as he needs to make sure he is 150% ready to go. Don't take any risks with Lamelo. Let him come back when he is 1,000% ready. And then just play him. See how it goes. He's got to get some run in. He can't just sit out the rest of the season. It's only early December. Get some run in. Get some, just get going. Keep the legs fresh. Come March, if we're still in this position where we're sitting here at like 17 and 40, then yes, it's time. Like, let's, we can bench him for the month. Get him out. Put him in an off-season training camp down in Miami or LA. Get him out of there. It's fine. We'll do what the Thunder did with Al Horford. But it's it's a hard thing. I think that's an excellent question because like you want to bring him back because you're tired of watching this crappy basketball every night. But on the other hand, you can't bring him back because you don't want to risk injury. And you also you're in this weird spot where you almost don't want to win too many games to ruin your draft odds. Lamella will do that if you bring him back, but does he win enough games to get you in a play in position? And I don't think that's the case. I don't think even if Lamello comes back, I still don't think we win enough games to get into a play in spot. Yeah. I, once again, man, I need you to say something <laughs> that I disagree with. I really do. Um, I think you're right. You don't want to rush him back. And I, I said this, when he stepped on the fan's ankle courtside and he went down again. I didn't think that we'd see him until after the holidays because there's no reason to rush him back. And then also there's this feel around the team at this point because we really haven't heard anything, which is on brand. We didn't hear anything earlier in the season as well. We're really not hearing any updates currently either. But I have a feeling that this team basically was playing it out until – nearly all of these guys that are currently injured are in a place where they can come back healthy. I think that the coaching staff, I think that some of the players would probably take back one or two of these guys healthy currently if they could. But then at that point, you're still thin. Yeah, sure, it rests some other guys. But honestly, just waiting until these guys are all healthy and bringing them back at the same time, I feel like that may be the direction that this – you know, franchise is going at this point. But specifically with LaMelo, yes, you cannot bring him back before he's fully ready. We're 13 games under 500. It's not even, we haven't even hit the main holiday season yet. And so it is what it is. But then he cannot sit. We cannot waste an entire season where he's not getting those in-game reps at the NBA level. Like we... There's been people that's like, hey, shut LaMelo down. Like, there's no reason. It's a lost season. Just get him ready for Nick. No, he needs that in-game action. He needs those live reps. He needs to work on getting to the foul line. That was a talking Mm -hmm. point by this coaching staff coming into the season. He needs to work on finishing around uh, the rim. He needs to work defensively and being in better spots because he's one of the most instinctive defensive players I've ever seen where he can just read and guess and find himself in that right spot at that right time when he gambles. Now, a lot of times mm-hmm. he's out of out of 
you know, the right spot as well. But for the most part, he does a pretty good job on that. It's just working and being in those right spaces defensively. And so I feel like he has to have that. We can't just say, oh, no, like sit him. It is what it is. And yep. call it a year. I, I, I don't think that we can do that. No, absolutely not. And the other thing I wanted to add is I want to see LaMelo in late game reps. A lot of the times Borrego last season would take him out at the end of games. He needs to be in there at the end of games for better or worse. This is the perfect season to bring him in at the end of games when the games truly don't matter that much. But you want to see his decision making in games. Sometimes he just doesn't have that awareness. He still thinks that it's a second quarter blowout and tie get down one, five seconds left on the on the clock. And he thinks those are the same situations, and it's not. He, I want him to learn how to play more conservative, more dialed in, more calm in the late game situations. Then he, I mean, he hasn't really had that chance as much last season. But the second we got into a close game last year, Borrego would take him out constantly. So you just mentioned situational basketball and awareness, and so I want to transition to James Booknight. <laughs> oh. is there hope for James Booknight here in Charlotte or are you selling all stock? Oh, so my James Booknight stock in Charlotte did take a hit. It took a Bitcoin like hit. I was big on Booknight coming in. It's, this is going to sound rant. This is going to sound weird, but James Booknight's career. I am not selling stock in Charlotte. I am. I think he's going to go elsewhere and do phenomenal for no reason at all. I don't, I can't tell you why. What I've seen on the court is that his career stinks. It's over. It's done. But I feel like he's just going to go to another situation and ball out. Because that's just what happens to us Charlotte Hornets fans. We get our hearts stabbed left and right. We can never have – we can have okay things. We can never have the great things. And uh, I, I – in Charlotte, it's tough to see a future. I mean, he's another guy this season. Let's let him go. Let's see what he's let's see what he's got in him. If it doesn't show up this season, we'll move on. It's okay. We we missed. We can move on. But you got to give him a ton of chances this year because why not? We've got nothing to really play for. Do you think he's been given ample amount of opportunities already? Mm. Because many would argue that he's already been given those with where the roster currently sits and he didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder how much of this off season stuff played into it with the DWI, DUI, whatever it was. Uh, I wonder how much this just had an effect into it, whether his head was in the right space. That's why I just think a change of scenery might be the best thing for him. But to answer your question about the ample amount of time, people are probably right. He probably has had it. Okay. Um, is he Malik Monk 2.0? Is that the play? Oh, no, no, he's not my dog, Malik Monk. I love Malik Monk. I was I was not happy when the Hornets got rid of him. I understood why they did it and why they had to do it. But I'm, I I think Malik Monk is – he is Malik Monk 2.0, but like the Walmart, the great value version of Malik Monk. Oh, so – okay. So he's not – he's not name brand. Malik, uh-uh, no, Malik no, no, Monk no, no. is name brand. Is he Louis? Is he is he the luggage that that Dion? No, 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 no. He's like he like yeah. Malik Monk is like seven up, and Book Knight's like dollar store stars and stripes. Man, that was pretty good, actually. I got to give it to you. When uh, 
That was pretty good. Seven up is so like when you have it, when you have it, you're like, you know what? I should have this a little bit more. But then when mm-hmm. you have other options, you're like, nah, I'll take, you know, I'm or I'm and you have it, you. you have it a second time, you're like, actually, nah, let's just go back to Coke. <laughs> that was a good one. I gotta give it to you. Yeah, look, book night elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It 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 would be so hornets for him. His just career not to work out here in Charlotte, but then for him to go elsewhere and hit and be that guy, that that Jordan Clarkson type player who because I mean that's what he's that's what he projects to be, that that microwave scorer, that guy who can score at all three levels. He's not going to really get his teammates involved as much. He's not really going to be uh, active on the boards. He's not going to be known for his defensive abilities. It's going to be that microwave, you know, come off the bench, you know, be able to get you buckets. That's the kind of player comp in my mind when I see James Booknight where his ceiling could be, basically. And, yeah, it, it, it feels inevitable. I mean, he can't get on the floor and – three of the top rotational guards on the team are out. Like, Mm -hmm. where does he sit when they come back? He's got a rookie in Bryce McGowan's completely outplaying him and just showing some – a level of poise and being able to attack the rim. And, I mean, he's aggressive. He's knocking down shots from outside. You know, has it been great? No, but – McGowan's has looked a lot better than Book Knight, and that just doesn't bode well for his future here, in my opinion. Yeah, he he will. It'll be interesting because if he gets released or gets cut, I don't or traded, whatever happens, he needs to be in a stable situation. We always say, like, whenever you're watching a basketball game, you're like, oh man, imagine this guy on Golden State, how amazing he would be. Book Knight going into Golden State, he needs that stable situation. The Hornets was the complete opposite of a stable situation this offseason. And he he needs a hard, stable, you know, a Miami Heat, a Golden State, um, the Celtics, something like that where it's everything's real stable, everyone's committed, focused, and locked in. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's about right. And, and he's and he's gonna do great and be a heat check guy and uh <laughs> we'll regret it. But you know what? We we keep like we said, we we still watch the Hornets no matter what. We do, we do. Uh we're gonna finish with this. So Carter is the host of Carter Cast, which is a podcast that covers all sports, uh, from college basketball and college football to NBA, NFL. He's even been doing some World Cup coverage. Uh delves into all of it. And so one of the things that they do quite often is they do these daily bets and these over and unders and things like that. So we're going to have our own little over under segment on the Hornets right here, right now. So I think the Vegas total for the over under for the Hornets was, was it 34 and a half or was it 36 and a half at the beginning of the season? So it opened at 36 and a half. It got bet down to 34 and a half. Yeah, that's what, so with what we have said currently and prior, over under Hornets thirty four and a half wins. So I'm, I'm gonna, I deserve all the hate for this. I, everybody can come after me. You can come in my DMs. You can roast me. I put a substantial amount 
on Hornets under win total before the season started. I knew oh, this was no, be he did it. No, he did it. I, I'm a Hornets fan. It was an emotional hedge for me. If you don't want to know what an emotional hedge is, it's when, let's say you're watching – Duke Carolina is a bad example. Let's say it's Duke, or let's say you're a Hornets fan and they're playing the Pistons, and you're like, you know what? I really want the Hornets to win, but I'm going to bet the Pistons. So it's a win-win situation for me, and that's what I had to do because I knew this Hornets season was going to be a disaster, and I would have been very fine losing that money on Hornets under a win total. That's fine, even if I still lose it. I'm thrilled with that. I want to see this team win, but my mind and my money knew. You had to go under, and I'm still sticking with it. I would be, I would genuinely be surprised if they sniffed 30 wins. That's what my next question was going to be, actually. Our next over under Hornets 29 <laughs> and a half. I, I think under, I think they finished like 27. I think they finished with 27. Okay. All right. Uh, so next one over <laughs> under 10 seed. And by the, by uh, the, I mean, under, under, I guess under, I mean, yeah, you explain what oh, your oh, under yeah. means. Let's say I'll say an under like eleven through fifteen. I don't think they make the play in. I think, I think it's toast. What's your answer for? I need to hear yours. Yeah, there's this team isn't making the play in. Even, you know, yeah. like you said with uh, Lamelo Ball coming back. The the thing that worries me, I guess, worries a weird word here because I would be ecstatic if the Hornets just started stacking wins. Uh, but then yeah. that also gets them out of the whole, you know, bottom three spot in the lottery odds but anyways the thing that worries me is this team has been playing hard it's not pretty Mm -hmm. they play dumb a lot of times they just they don't do things situational basketball is lacking because many of these guys haven't been in these situations Late in games to close out games. I mean, we've lost nine games in the fourth quarter or overtime where there's been a lead by the Charlotte Hornets. And so these guys just don't know how to close out games. And so all of a sudden, what's that question if you get a fully healthy roster? Obviously, Steve Clifford didn't come here to tank. He mm-hmm. came here to win. And so all of a sudden, does is this team good enough to start stacking enough wins to get to that spot, I do think they haven't. They have a shot to make the play in if Lamelo Ball's healthy and Gordon Hayward comes back and he can actually play the rest of the season. Uh, okay, you're talking crazy. You're talking crazy. Oh, oh yes, we got some <laughs> arguments. Let's go. Let's go. If this team got healthy in the next two weeks and they were healthy throughout April. I think they could get a 10 seed. Do I think that they would do anything with it? No. So I think that we'd be right back in the same spot. But I do think that this team, healthy, with a all-star LaMelo ball returning, may I remind everybody, leading this team, I do think that they could sniff the 10 seed range. I do. I do. Healthy, I'm not disagreeing with that. But the key word there is healthy, and you said another key word was Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward <laughs> there and it healthy is. do not belong in the same sentence. I, I just don't see how he's going to be. I mean, we'll get into his. I, you have an over-under for his as well, but Gordon Hayward being healthy is like betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the Super Bowl. It's just it's not happening. It's not. No, and ultimately – that's why I don't believe that this team will reach 
mm-hmm. that 10 seed, that play in, because they're not going to be healthy enough. Gordon Hayward can't stay healthy, like you said. So if they remain healthy, sure. Yeah. But it's not going to be. Right. All right. Top two in the draft. Is it happening over or under? Are they going to get, or let, let me say two and a half? I'll say two and a half. So under is the one or two pick. Sure. Whatever it is, I think we get the one or two pick. I really okay, do. Hey, let's go. I, I think we're so due that I, the NBA has, I don't know how, if people agree with this, people don't, but I firmly on the conspiracy theorist, put the hat on and everything that we got rigged out of Anthony Davis. I think most Hornets fans agree with that. And I think it's time that, they make it right for us and give us the number one pick this year. And we get Victor Wambanyama. It we would be the most fun team to watch in basketball with LaMelo and Victor. And I don't know the miles bridges situation. We don't know. And if he was to be back, those three together, unfreaking believable basketball to watch. I think we get the one or two pick though. Even if we get scoot Henderson, like I said before in the podcast, not a bad consolation prize. Make amends, make amends, make amends. I'm with you. I actually think that the Charlotte Hornets will get a top two pick. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Dang it, I'm so mad that you said that. I was hoping <laughs> that you were going to go. I was hoping that you were going to go full. No, the NBA hates Charlotte Hornets. They hate Michael Jordan. They that would be the smart today. bet. And sometimes I'm not a smart better. But you know what? I'm, I'm a delusional Charlotte Hornets fan. What can I say? Over under. Two and a half more rolled ankles. Uh, smash the over, put your life savings on it. Uh, we're going to have about 10 more of these bad boys coming in. Does this include the Greensboro Swarm whenever we send guys down? Because I feel like we're going to have one of those two. Uh, we just we can't get out of this sprained ankle thing. I don't know what's going on. We're, we're just addicted. I mean, I don't know what's going on with us. But, uh, yeah, over, easy. 20 games for Gordon Hayward, over, under for the remainder of the season. 20 games total is 20 games more. Uh, 20 more. Mm. I feel like that's the perfect number. I feel like that's the perfect number. I can't be mad either way you go with it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go slightly under just because I think if this team's really bad, I think he's going to, I think he's going to sit out and he's just going to get ready for that next team he's going to, or we trade him. Yeah. He's not playing 20 more games for the Charlotte Hornets this season. (laughs) 20 total. Now we have a discussion because he's played what? Eight. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you. I think he'll go over twenty total on the season, but twenty more. No, he's not going to yeah. reach another twenty. Over under one and a half trades at the deadline or before. Man, I'm gonna. This is probably the wrong answer, but I'm gonna say under. I think we have one trade. I think we either sell high on Kelly Oubre or get rid of Gordon Hayward. I think those are our options. I wouldn't be surprised if we did both. I would be actually happy if we did both. Uh, But I'm going to go under one trade. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, Definitely need to sell high on Kelly Oubre because contract year, he after the season he's having where he's carrying this team to seven wins. Wow. Um, He's going to want, a sizable contract because he is playing well mm-hmm. and he is showing some things. He's showing that he can score at all three levels all of a sudden. Um, 
this season that he's really never shown before in his career. Um, so I think he's going to want that payday. And I don't think that's something that we really need. I don't think Kelly Oubre should be in the future plans of the Charlotte Hornets. I think you sell high mm-hmm. on Kelly Oubre. I don't think there's a team in the NBA on this planet or another that would trade for Gordon Hayward. Even the Lakers? No. If the Lakers get desperate. I think we might see – I think there might be something. I could be wrong. You may be right, Not, but – before I'm hoping before the season when he was healthy and the reports were oh this is the healthiest I've been my entire career you know in in yeah recent uh off seasons sure I think there was a conversation to be had prior to the season but now that he's suffered another injury I think it's over I and even mm-hmm. before that it was going to be the Hornets taking on a giant contract in return like you yep. mentioned. Westbrook possibly, maybe you get a team like the Heat into the conversation mm-hmm. where they want another score off the bench to fit that whole Heat culture. I, I could see Gordon going down there and all of a sudden staying healthy and just pissing mm-hmm. all, all of us off here in Charlotte. <laughs> Good uh, old Nick Batum style. Exactly. And But then even in that sense, you got – we'd probably have to take back who? Duncan Robinson? and that contract yeah. in order to get off of Gordon Hayward. And at that point, it's we got one year left on Gordon next year. I think the Hornets, they're stuck. I think they have to uh, to ride this contract out of Gordon Hayward's. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yep. Uh, over under two seconds for Kelly Oubre. I'll be quick on this one. I think it's either a push or it's like over and they send us some like random player back that's kind of meaningless. Do you okay? I think it's, I think two seconds rounds is the perfect amount, and then I think they send us a random player. Do you think that I, I'm kind of going outside real quick? Do you think the Hornets uh-huh. can get a first for Kelly Oubre? If he can consistently keep this going for the rest for until the trade deadline, absolutely. I mean, he's balling right now. I mean, if you're watching these games, he's putting up crazy numbers, he's averaging over 20 a game, I believe. So I, I think a first isn't the craziest thing. I think it would be lottery protected, of course, but I don't think it'd be the craziest thing in the world. He's on a really team-friendly contract. So, but I think two seconds is probably the right. I, I think if he had two years left on his deal, I think we could get a first for him. But mm-hmm. with him being an expiring, I think that hurts his value a little bit. That would be the Yeah, only- it's got to be a team desperate and ready to win a title. It would. It would. I agree. Uh, over under one and a half seasons for Steve Clifford. This one's hard. Uh, I'm gonna. It, this really depends on a couple things, and I'll be brief. I'll try and be as quick as possible. Here is does Lamelo like Steve Clifford? Because a lot of this comes down to in the NBA is who is the next disgruntled NBA superstar? We saw with Donovan Mitchell every concert report. We've seen it in the past with guys like Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. These And Lamella's next in line, to be honest. The situation he's been in, he's ready to win, maybe a bigger market. Does Lamella like Steve Clifford? I think it's going to be very interesting to see in the offseason. I still say over just because one and a half is small. I think two may be under. He might get, he might get fired next season if it's really bad next season. But he's got to perform next season no matter what. And the interesting thing real quick is like with Steve Clifford is 
he's like your old ugly ex. We were in a steady relationship with a great girlfriend. And, you know, then you're like, oh, man, I think I could do better than her. With Instead of James Borrego, who is your steady girlfriend, you're like, man, maybe I could get this Instagram model. And you you dump James Borrego and you're like, I'm going to get this Instagram model. Kenny Atkinson, Mike D'Antoni, one of these coaches. And then they stand you up on the date. And then you're stuck back with James Borrego has gone, your, old, your good girlfriend. Then you're like, oh, crap, I got to go back to Steve Clifford, the old ex that I didn't like. Nice analogy. Um, Over under 19 and a half mil for PJ Washington. Over just because I think the media deal in the NBA is going to be insane. Perfect. Man, I enjoyed having you on. Going back and forth, being able to talk with someone. This is so much better than going solo. (laughs) Going to have to have you back on again. Um, But real quick, just let everybody know where they can find you, social media, podcast, all of those things. First off, Josh, thank you so much for having me on. This was an absolute blast. I'd love to be back on anytime. You text me, I'm on, I'm there, no matter what, you let me know. And then also, real quick, if you are you want to come on the podcast, CarterCast, come on anytime. Check out CarterCast, K-A-R-T-E-R-K-A-S-T.com, CarterCast.com, picks, clips, blogs, you name it, it's on there. Follow us on all social media, at CarterCast. Follow me on social media, at CarterB8, K-A-R-T-E-R-B-8, on Twitter, Instagram, you name it, I'm on there. Go check it out right now, CarterCast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts check it out right now you heard the man thanks for hopping on another (laughs) episode of hive hoops with us you guys be good out there adios thanks for listening to hive hoops presented by the league be sure to subscribe on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts also be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode thanks again from hive hoops Thank you.